and I mean, you know, so that's basically when I said to them, like, I'm never going to wear those types of pants again. And uh, my manager got involved and was like, never. Andrew's never wearing. the. Oh, we're live. You know, we're live. So, hey, right. well, caught us Um So welcome to the live version of the Anomaly Presents podcast, a podcast and now live video chat event. Where we talk about movies we love because we started a film festival because we love movies. It changes every week. I just do it because, you know, it's fun. It just comes off the top of the dome like that. Um, <laughs> so if you're watching on Facebook Live, welcome. We uh, appreciate you. Um, yeah, let's all wait for, for our friends at home. Figure out where our I cameras are. I'm really I'm bad at figuring out our cameras. <sighs> and... Uh, if you are listening, we'll, we'll go around and I'll, I'll introduce everybody. We are lucky enough to have a guest. Um, oh, what the heck? We'll lead off with him. He's the composer for December, the composer for the upcoming queer horror doc on Shudder, our man in Hollywood, and all around one of the greatest human beings I know. It's Andrew Scott Bell. Ow, ow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Everyone. joining Andrew. <laughs> Is our our usual cast of characters? Our, our I, I don't know what should we call ourselves this week. Um, Mary the Rockettes. The Rockettes. Yeah, excellent. Oh, Man, this is why we love you, Vanessa. We'll, we'll start there. Vanessa Cheeks, welcome to the show. Hey. Aaron Murphy is here with us. What up? And my beret. Hey, everybody. Aaron's beret is also joining us tonight. Megan Murphy is with us. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and Megan's green trilby, is that what that is? Or fedora? It's a $3 St. Patrick's Day hat I got from Target five years ago. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> longevity of an investment, yeah. really. It's the best. Yeah. I had two and I lost one. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> out the window of the car, off her head as she's driving, boom, out the window. Oh. oh. I then went back to Target and bought her another one. Oh, you're a good that's sister. A good, that's a good friend. Thank you. Good friend. We're related by blood. <laughs> it's not a choice. It's family. Things you do for blood, right? <laughs> and speaking of blood, Matt Deter. <laughs> <laughs> well. Also joining us tonight, last but certainly not least, the great Adam Lubito. Oh, they're great. I like Ooh. this. And and also a fancy chapeau. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what hat you've got rocking, but it's there. It's not that fancy. It's just like a baseball it's a, cap. It's a, it's a stylish ball cap. It's got, it's got like, a sunset it's on it. It's got a sunset on it. Yeah, see? So if you've no, tuned no. into our... And our host with the most, Ooh. Matt Knotts. Ooh. Hi. Hey. I never Thanks, for him. <laughs> yeah, no. I know who my real friends are. Andrew. Uh, someone's uh, showing us up and I don't like it. I don't like it. Making us look bad. Guess we're a mistake. <laughs> yeah, kick him out. Yeah. Oh, no, he's got the controls. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, guys. I'm back. It's okay. So, you may notice our, our video looks a little different. It's not Zoom. It's actually Andrew's uh, streaming platform. He, he's got it's StreamYard. So if you're enjoying it, thank Andrew. It, it's it's pretty cool looking. Um, but you might be wondering, we're, we're here just kind of talking, but we haven't really talked about what movie we're talking about. 
Weird, right? If you followed our Facebook at all today, you, you didn't have seen, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you'd see in the title. It's 1991's Forgotten Classic. Just, yeah. Not forgotten by me. <laughs> I, I talk about this movie possibly on a daily basis. That's right. Adam. It's Naked Gun two and a half. <laughs> tonight. Oh, on Anomaly Presents. Oh, the ooh, you played hard. <laughs> Damn. There it is. Oh, there it is. The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. I love it so much. <laughs> that has to be I, the image for this this podcast. It is. It definitely will be the cover image when this goes out for for download too. Um, Stunning. Uh, so we're talking about doing a bunch of different movies with, with Andrew, kind of doing all the planning, and it it came down to this one or a goofy movie. Hard choices, hard choices made. Yeah, but we decided we'd go with the Rocketeer because it's something that, that folks don't really talk about that much, right? You know, it's also kind of a, is more of a you know, Goofy movie is a great movie, but the Rocketeer kind of fits like a general genre vibe. It's like PG genre in the way mm-hmm. it's like sci-fi. You know, it's it's something. I don't know if it's genre. You guys are the experts. I think so. Yeah, think so. absolutely. Yeah, it's got that pulpy feel to it that I feel it's like is a part of the genre. That yeah. helmet is genre. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one. Oh, this one right here. <laughs> <laughs> that helmet. That helmet is genre. Yeah, that's horror. That's straight <laughs> horror genre. Some intense body horror. Body, yeah. body horror. David Cronenberg's The Rocketeer. Oh God. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> no, not what I up. Oh, we lost Aaron early this time. It's, it's a record. It's a new record, everybody. I'm a little disappointed I don't get to sing eye to eye. I mean, you still can. Go for it. You still stop. can. Come on. Yeah. It'll be a bonus episode. Can, can we... Can we relive the moment at night, 2019? We can't post this. Absolutely. Can we relive the moment from 2019 uh, Anomaly Fest where we, somebody requested that song? Who, at, who, who, who requested it? Um, it was um the dude from that movie. Yeah, yeah, that the guy. The, the, that <laughs> the guy who did that thing was there. It was the other. It was the other guest person. Was it? Yes. Was it? I mean, pretty sure it was Andrew. It was me. It was me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought it was just Joshin. It was me. me. I did it. Well, in fairness, you are that guy from a movie. So yeah, I was the guy from the movie. I was right. So on the way to on the way to the fest, I was with Vivian, and she was like, "I don't know. You want to watch something?" I was like, "Oh, I have this hard drive." Have you ever seen the Goofy movie? And she was like, the what? And I was like, come on. Come on. So I played the Goofy movie. And then we go to that uh, the like after party. And do you guys know that movie, High Fidelity? Yeah. And where somebody in that movie is like, I'm going to put on this record and sell 10 copies, right? And yeah. that's just something that happens in the movie. So I, said, I looked over to Vivian. I was like, I'm going to request a song from the Goofy movie. And five people are going to – only five people are going to know – but those people are going to get really excited. And she's like, no one has heard of this movie. And I play it, and Matt is like, what? This yeah. is my jam. I was so excited. I danced. 
I lip synced. It was great. So we bonded. It was nice. It was wonderful. It was it was a beautiful moment. (laughs) By the way, our our DJ Jericho was one of those five people. He was so stoked that you decided that that was what's right. I was like, look around. There will be five people losing their shit. You don't you don't mess with the goof troop. That's right. They, they, That's right. they roll deep and they roll strong. That's right. They do. They do. I got drunk so much that I was singing it out of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Just sing vomiting. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if we listen to each other's eyes, we'll find we're never too far apart. And maybe love is the reason why for the first time ever seeing eye to eye. <laughs> I think that was lost for 30 seconds, so we should be good for that. We're, we're good for rights on that, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Bring it, Disney. Come on. <laughs> you know what? If Disney's going to sue us... I got something else for them to sue us about. <laughs> Bring it, Disney. Parody. It's all parody. This it's, is uh, where we make our stand. They are just going to license that. This is what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, if they're not putting it on a t-shirt, Fox, I sure am. Like, <laughs> after they bought Fox, they're like, you know, we need to buy Anomaly next. It's actually next. <laughs> You're on the list. You're on the list. <laughs> another icon on Disney+. Plus. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Just us weirdos. Yeah. Be a mess. Break my heart if yeah, I. It's, it's like the AV room in the basement of the high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing down there? I don't no, know. don't ask. Don't go down there. <laughs> they have cameras. They should not have cameras. <laughs> they have cameras. It smells like Cheetos. We don't go there. We don't go down there. Hot Cheetos at that. Oh. <laughs> God, Aaron, I'm sorry. <laughs> So this is where we lost Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of hot time. Cheetos. <laughs> so early in the episode. It's actually just how you chapter stop the episode is all the points we lose, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that works. <laughs> so so what, I, we'll get back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. We'll, you're the host. We'll get back to the Rocketeer. I, I like that because it's kind of like the, the cartoon before the feature, right? If we're going to go... <laughs> old school genre we'll, we'll go goofy movie as our, our short there was supposed to be a cartoon before the rocketeer it was supposed to play you know they were ahead of the pixar times there was supposed to be a roger rabbit cartoon called like there's a hair in my soup or something and, it, and then it was never made and i think that's probably why the rocketeer didn't take off that is such a bummer yeah because that was a period where disney did a whole bunch of roger rabbit stuff before things like yeah because i know that at least, um, was it Honey, I Blew Up the Kid at least had Oh, yeah. At least, at least a couple. Yeah. 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 Sad film. Yeah. Sad film. He blew up his kids. <laughs> so I should be blaming Roger Rabbit for the fact that we never got a sequel. It's I all mean, maybe. The well, damn rabbit's just, fault. They just never made the, the short. Hmm. No. Well, it's kind of a... It's kind of a good thing to talk about, though, I think, is why didn't this take off the way it should have? I mean, other than the fact that it was 1991 and two weeks later, Terminator 2 opened. Oh, that's a big part of it. But they're not really competing for. I got to say, there's a very, I feel like there's very different audiences for those. Take and off a like a bit rocket of crossover, there? Like. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> take off like a rocket. I'm, I'm sitting right here. Come and get me. <laughs> I know where you live. Get, get me. Lock that's the door. Where, 
That's where Disney draws the line. Bad puns. Oh, oh, we're done. Oh, we're we're done. Are. We are toast. Yeah, we are. They are toast. <laughs> <laughs> this has been flipped. We're now acquiring Disney. That's the point we're at now because we are building towards a green lighting a Rocketeer sequel. That's ultimately what yes. our master plan is. Listen, somebody's got to do it. If so they're listening, I have an idea for the Rocketeer okay. sequel. It do takes it. place. 30 years after, because it's been 30 years since 1991-ish, and it takes place in 1969 during the space race. And a, a young woman discovers a rocket, like a Soviet rocket spacesuit, and goes on like a road trip trying to find the rocketeer, who at that time everyone believes was just like an urban legend. And she finds him, kind of like Han Solo. They find him in The Force Awakens. Let's just copy that script and insert the Rocketeer <laughs> instead of the Millennium Falcon. And that's it. That's my idea. Is The Force Awakens, The Rocketeer Awakens. I watch it. I will take it. I'm there. Green, green light. How much money do you need? Yeah. We got take this my money. Then. Yeah, I mean, I need like $5 billion. <laughs> Can we do it on Zoom? Like, is okay. this like... Yeah. We can do it on Zoom. We, yeah. <laughs> Just think about it though. Nineteen six, like thirty years from that, from from that movie when that movie takes place is roughly nineteen sixty eight, and you have mm -hmm. this space race. That's such a like an opportunity for like an old Cliff Seacourt to be like thrown back in the action. But he's not the main guy. It's like a young woman. I love it. I, I'm a huge fan of those like the sequels that don't pick up like the next day or the next yeah. year the ones who decide to be like okay we're going to take all the other trappings of like the age and like find a way to make that work like i liked parts of like the x-men first class timeline which like yeah. then continued to like Ooh. expand upon like that that era um i'm excited for wonder woman 84 hopefully we get to see it <laughs> so you know stuff like oh that. yeah in 2084, that'll come out, and we'll really enjoy it. <laughs> Don't speak that to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was to say that when mentioning about it not doing well, what makes me very, very sad as someone who absolutely adores the like pulpy 30s and 40s aesthetic of things, like, but I feel like they have a really hard time being successful on the larger blockbuster scale. Like yeah. Captain America being the exception. A little movie called Indiana Jones. Well, and the, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like things like, I don't know, I think about like things like Sky Captain also like don't connect with people. Like I feel like that kind of like overly stylish art deco as much as I love it. I just, I don't know. I feel like people have trouble with it and I feel like studios are afraid to give things that that aesthetic, like there was all that talk about Marvel was so paranoid about Captain America because they were leaning into and hiring Joe Johnston for that. They hired, it was, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. same director. Yep, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I almost know, feel like that movie is a. Not in their movies. Say it again. People like Art Deco on their wallpaper, not in their movies. Well, yeah. that's, yeah. I'm gonna say, it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bummer, because like, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. But, I feel like that's the case where, like, I, I haven't gone back and read any interviews recently with Kevin Feige talking about, like, the Captain America, like, situation of them hiring us. But, like, clearly, like, obviously, Joe Johnston has, you know, had a long career of you know, successful 
blockbusters, but I feel like they absolutely must have watched The Rocketeer and been like, let's Oh, yeah. Like, like no question. We we definitely we know that you can take this and make this work. So right. I read that it was part of how he why he got hired for Captain America. That well, there it, it is. Movie. Yeah, there so, it is. Breaking news. Totally, totally makes sense. I feel like it's his mulligan after this one because he should have had, you know, three Rocketeer movies by the time two thousand came around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What could have been. Yeah, I, I, when I was reading about it, there are they when they made this movie, they were planning a trilogy of Rocketeer <laughs> movies, and it was only because it did so poorly. They were like, nah, "Never mind," and they scrapped it all. But yeah, they they had signed up for yeah two more movies after this. Well, I don't know. This might be dating myself a bit, but you know, were we all kind of aware as kids of the Rocketeer when it came out? Um, uh, this seems to be a trap, and I'm not falling for it. <laughs> well, I was, I was four. Five? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I had seen I, it I, later on. Yeah, I was aware of it as a kid, but I wasn't aware of, obviously, you know, when it came out. I, but I, I watched it a lot as a kid. Like, so. I was on board with this movie from the jump, because I saw this in theaters. I was obsessed with this movie. I had toys. I had the lunchbox. I used to run around my Do you house have any of those things? Pack, I pretend was my jetpack. Do you have anything still that you could show us right now? Oh, I do, but not. I didn't think to bring it into this room. I'd have to run away and go grab them. I still have my coloring book. If that, it's accessible, we can uh, vamp for a couple minutes while you go find it. Da, 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 da. Vamp, everybody, vamp. <laughs> so I have in my studio, I think it's important. Because one of the, you know, the word for music is play. So I think it's important to, like, stay kind of childlike. And so I, I put things around the room to remind myself of things that I loved as a kid. So I have, like, a back to the, I have the time machine from Back to the Future. I have some Batmobiles, Star Wars stuff. One oh, but one of them is the Rocketeer. Oh. Yeah! That's a damn Rock fine Rocketeer, up. too. Here's my... It's Funko, Funko Pop. Oh my god, look at the co- is that the coloring book? It is. It is my vintage racketeer coloring book. Oh, that's so awesome. Do you cool is that? This. That's not oh weird. I god. love the smell of old coloring books and old books in, in general. Yeah, like but the construction Jenny kind of paper. It. Oh, it's the racketeer thing. Oh my god. Did you not <laughs> you didn't color in it? What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> I think I had I had two of them because I remember there was another one with a different guy, and I think I spent all my time on the other one. Apparently, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you knew this would be a collective. Yeah. He bought two of it. Oh, not yeah. there, was, there was also like this little almost reference book that was different kinds of planes that I also had. Like I had trading cards. So you, you don't understand. I, I was obsessed with this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I totally get it because this is kind of where I was going. I w- I'll out myself. I was twelve when this movie came out. Um, so we went to see it. It was a thing like my dad would take my brother and I, who's, you know, six years younger. So about all your age. Um, and we'd go see whatever the big movie was that summer, the summer before it was Dick Tracy and the summer it was the Rocketeer. So, and the, the movie theater we went to had the Toys R Us in the, the same plaza. Oh, so smart. Right. <laughs> so kind of a cool thing we would leave the movie theater and immediately go over to toys r us to find the toys 
So we would go home with, and if I could tell you the wall of Rocketeer memorabilia that they had at the Toys R Us, I mean, I was 12, so I had some sense of scale, but not really, right? It had to be like an entire wall of all the action figures, backpacks, the whole thing, like the merchandising behind it was insane. Yeah. Um, and but then... So yeah, how did yeah. it not take off? That's oh the thing. Oh my god, is that a myth? <laughs> because I also had multiple of these. I had one I played with, and then I found this in my parents' basement like a few years back. Oh my god. I have no idea why we had a second one, but it makes me happy now. I'm Here, so glad. Here's a theory. So you said that like um, Terminator 2 came out a couple months later? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like right. Okay, weeks. so maybe just the like Jim Crack G Wiz just plain like like it's a sincere, genuine movie. Yeah. Maybe it, it was just like not the time for like maybe people weren't feeling like happy. Yeah. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could see that. You like know, everyone else was like, yeah, give me. Uh, it was like that. I think Secret of the Ooze came out about the same time too. So they wanted like kind of like um, sad turtles who ate pizza and <laughs> robots that hunted humans. Like like the turtles were 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 hip and i feel like this is so unhip oh it's still genuine it can never be hip yeah i gotta say this is the first time that i watched it ever because i was like about i think three or four when it came out and it i have never seen this film i think i've seen the poster but when i watched it today i opened disney plus i was listening to the music i go what a jolly film there's like guns <laughs> dude dies in the back of a car i'm like I need you to know when it was discovered that uh, homeboy was a Nazi, I, I was thrown for a loop. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, they're everywhere. <laughs> like, that's I, amazing. I, I, I called men and I said, Nazis? Yeah. It's true. That's the first thing she said. I pick up the phone from my sister and the first word on her mother. Nazis? <laughs> I was like, man, I hope it's the movie because I'm not ready. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh Lord. I have no idea what that could mean anything. And that, I think, reinforces not enough people watch The Rocketeer because now we're at this point and this problem, and I right. blame it on America's poor taste. It's right. so, America. Here. here. <laughs> Here's the thought I had about this movie and if it was made today. Um, that Nazi reveal would have been in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Mm. And Cliff wouldn't have gotten the backpack until the last 20 minutes. Like, I feel like the whole structure yeah, of the movie bummer. would have been yeah. reversed. That's true. They would have you know? pulled what they did in Power Rangers, which took too damn long for them to morph. Yep. yep. I, and yeah, it's something... It was the same thing and the same kind of thing that we saw in the, the Harley Quinn movie, too, where it took two hours for them to put the band together. And then it was 15 minutes and we were out. You Don't know? talk crap about me and my breakfast sandwich movie. No, here's the thing. <laughs> I love I'm ready. Movie. I'm just like, I'm pumped right now. I love that movie, but I feel like we could have had more more of it. You know what I mean? Well, I could have gone like, for a 10 hour cut. I mean, yeah, we're talking the same sure. thing then. The, yeah. the Snyder cut. At least the like, Snyder he didn't cut. even direct the movie. He's just like, I have a cut. No, no I swear to God. <laughs> I have a 10 hour cut of it. If get you out of here. Get out of here, Snyder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Like the egg sandwich joint the birds of prey. I thought like, we put traps down. 
Snyder dressed up to keep Snyder from coming in. You're yeah. not allowed in. Yeah. It's just a giant mousetrap with a blue filter on it. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. Damn, damn, man. Sorry. <laughs> Got real for a second. Uh, but so yeah. how many, so raise of hands, how many people here saw the movie? Vanessa said she saw it this time for the first time. Aaron, you called and said Nazis. Was this the first time you saw Rocketeer? No, I had seen Rocketeer. No, no, no. A couple times before. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this brain. So yeah. I didn't remember parts of it. And for some reason, had totally blocked out the fact that my homeboy, um, Dalton, like, was. Yeah. Neville, Which is part of the film because the mafia was like, oh, no, no, buddy. We American. I'm gonna take money from Americans and I'm gonna kill Americans and like do illegal stuff. But we don't. We don't. You know, flow with Nazis. Can we I, just briefly talk about how absolutely insane the FBI was in this entire film? <laughs> shooting at cars, shooting into homes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty on par with their behavior. But I think it's. Blatant. I was gonna say. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the best. The best part is. Whatever Howard Hughes, the millionaire, said, they were like, okay. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you the FBI? He's like, no, 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 this is mine. I'm like, he's one guy, but he's rich. Yeah. I mean, he's find and replace also. Elon Musk, and it's 2020. Um, That's right. But too real. Going back to the, the mafia guy, though, that's Paul Servino one year after Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, so it's so great. Nick Prinzing popped up and said he's been looking forward to this all day because the Rocketeer is wild. It's Nazis, dudes getting folded in half, cleavage jokes, the perfect family movie. <laughs> well, I make the argument. I make the argument that this is one of those perfect like uh, bridge movies to adulthood. Yes. Where like, hey, guess what, kid? Death exists, but it's okay at the end. It's fine. Death exists, but it's also <laughs> fine. Well, no, and then they watch something that bums them out. Like you gotta like ease them into reality. Yeah. <laughs> then you then you watch ET and you're just like fuck everything. ET has <laughs> to ease him into so, depression. ET can just die for no reason, and then of course right? he's alive. But it's like he can just die of like living too long. <laughs> the government will come and make your alien sad, and then yeah. he'll die. Yeah. yeah. It's how everybody learned about grandma, so I guess that works out. <laughs> that was grim. I'm sorry. Leaving. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I so Nick, I need to know what's the cleavage joke? Do you guys remember the cleavage joke from oh, Rocketeer? Yeah, when uh, that Fields. old dude was looking at her boobs. Yeah, oh. W. C. Fields when he pops up. Great yes. cameo. <laughs> Oh, right. de- de- dead actor cameo looking at her boobs. I think you I like, them as like the Appalachian Mountains or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, My I 2020 appreciated. sensibilities was like we don't joke about boobs. That's, I yeah. like, <laughs> as I blocked it out. I love that they went to the the South Seas Club or the Seven Seas Club. I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. Um, and, and it turned into one of those old. Looney Tunes movies where all the celebrities were there. Like they walked by yeah. and, and he walked by Clark Gable and, and then it was like the wink that Clark Gable was there. And then WC Fields popped up and then. And then Jan you know, from the office was singing. Yeah. 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 
so great. That's yeah. a pre cameo. <laughs> it reminded me of a similar scene from uh, Aviator, mm. where they're in, you know, uh, mm. what is it? The who plays the um, like Robin Hood actor? Is it? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm so even Are you talking about on Kevin Costner? Yeah, I was gonna say Kevin Costner. No, <laughs> yeah, Robin, no, Robin, it's Robin is it Hood, Errol, Errol Flynn. Flynn. Somebody plays yeah. Errol Flynn. Is it um, Jude <laughs> Law or something? Yeah, it's, it's something I like that. I want to say Carrie Elwes, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> it's somebody, but it just feels like it feels like that, where it's like a lot of actors playing old actors. It's yeah, like yeah it's kind of a tour like, of the Temple yeah. of Doom had a had a like a nightclub scene too, the Club Obi Wan, which is great. I wonder if like some filmmakers like I want to make that like they they watched all the 30s and 40s films and were like, this is my shot, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have like an unfulfilled like part of my childhood is between this and yeah, Temple of Doom and also the Great Muppet Caper when they have that whole section in there. Oh and- wait, wait, the Miss Piggy one where she's singing yes. to like Charles Croden. <laughs> oh, and it's water. Oh my god. Yes. It's the I most elegant what- thing I've ever seen on, on film. I say no, I Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. The other one, the one is you. A dream come true. Oh, man. I have to on my cumberbund. Yes. It's the happiest moment of Vince's life right now. With, like, when Gonzo is, like, going around taking pictures of everybody. Yes, yes. And, like, selling, like, the pictures or anything. Like, between that. And like the Rocketeer, like I feel like I am not a person who loves getting dressed up and going out to like, oh, look at me, like you know, like that I'm being seen as opposed to like, you know, there to be seen, you know, blah blah, that whole thing. Like, but like this idea of this club with a live like band and some giant palms and maybe a rocket man, maybe, maybe some gangsters, giant clam, maybe Gonzo <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah. I need it in my life. Well, so well the Dubani Club is more of a supper club than a restaurant. Yeah. It's more of a supper club than a restaurant. I've seen this film a couple times, maybe. It's <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. That is my that's my second favorite Muppet movie aside from like the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Muppet is it the first one of the Muppet movie? Your first one? Yeah, the Muppet movie. Yeah. No, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It looks like Vanessa was about to start a fight there. She's like, I'm not, is, I'm is, is it number one? <laughs> no, my favorite Muppet movie is Muppets in Space. It's the best one, uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, See, I was going to go with Muppets Most Wanted. So it's. Uh... Most Wanted makes me so sad because, like, most, it has such great music in it. Like, yeah, I. True. I think the true. songwriting in Most Wanted is actually probably even better than the first one. Like, we're doing a sequel is such a classic, perfect Muppet song. It makes me yeah. so sad that the rest of the movie, I feel like, does not live up to the songwriting. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a sequel kind of uh, reminds me of, like, Together Again. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, they reference it at the end of that movie. Together Again, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is a good segue though, because now like Matt and Andrew's gonna talk about the music of the Rocketeer for the rest of the episode. There it is. Like I felt it, it was coming. It was coming. I was, I'm I like was going to wait to bring up like any book for the liner Oh, it's so good. It's stunning. Hey. Oh, hold on. <laughs> 
I have my piano hooked up, so. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got production values this episode. We're going to get used to it. Production values. Everybody's going to be spoiled after you come out. <laughs> just don't just don't ask me for Freebird. I'm not playing Freebird. <laughs> Freebird! <laughs> definitely don't have Freebird money. Is this your favorite James Horner score? It is definitely you know, it's such a bummer because I don't ha you can't find it on you'd have to be, like I looked it up on Amazon recently and like a CD is like $90 or something from a Ooh. private. It's like it's super expensive. So you can't I can't just listen to it at home, but yeah, it's one of my favorite Horner scores for sure. It's definitely one of my favorite Horner themes. Mm -hmm. It's so, he does things in his music a lot, and one of them that, this jump here, oh. is like, right so James Horner. Your heart go up. I was just playing it earlier and I can't play it now. <laughs> Our podcast got classy. We got Damn. Damn. Classy. Not that classy. I'm not that good at piano. <laughs> it's like, oh. you know, self taught classy or something. That's the solid piano that's ever made yeah. it on a podcast before. Yeah. So we are full of class right now. Classy. Mm -hmm. A beret and piano. <laughs> We're more of a like a supper club class. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I just share really quickly my favorite James Horner anecdote about the score, though? Yeah. Which is so uh, he like had like that giddy kid elation about flying. He loved aviation and yes. planes and stuff, which yeah. makes it both poetic and also sad that he died in a plane crash. Right. Um, uh, but. He loved like it so much that um, Joe Johnson's first film was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They brought in James Horner for that. And then um, James Horner had mentioned in an interview that all of the flying music always went to John Williams and all the films that had big flying sequences. And he was like, no, I want one. I want yeah, one. And yeah. so the moment he heard Joe Johnson was directing this, he literally pitched him. And was like, I need to score this movie. Yeah, I feel a personal connection to this thematic, like elements of this. And so he, I just, I love that so much because I adore this score. It's not yeah. my favorite James Horner, but it's in my top three. And I just, it makes me so happy that like he himself was like, I need to do this. Yeah, you would love. There's an AFI short film from a couple of years, a bunch of years ago, um, like five or six, seven years ago that he heard about, I don't know if he heard about it or somebody, like one of the professors at AFI was like, oh, I think I should tell my friend about this. But it was about the first flight in North Carolina, in North Carolina, right? The Wright Brothers. Mm -hmm. The movie's about the Wright Brothers. The short film is about the Wright Brothers. And uh, he, off, he reached out to the students and offered to score it for free. Oh, that's wow. awesome. It's so sweet. And um, after he tragically passed away, they made they took uh some music something some music that had never been recorded with a live orchestra he had written like um like a four or five part piece of music called collages i i love yeah love that. yeah 
Do you have the the seat? The album has two tracks from that AFI student film. They went. I, I, I that's the thing is I have it and but I've shamefully never looked. I've listened to the whole album, but I've yeah, never looked at what some of those other pieces are on. I'm just like, oh, this is really good and I like it. But yeah, like, I've never look looked at the titles. There are two on there. One's called Kitty Hawk and can't remember the other one's just called first flight or something but can you imagine being a film student at afi and then getting like a call from james horner that was like i love flying so much i want to score your short film for free ah that's so cool yeah Yeah. uh okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry but no (laughs) but please this is beyond the pale yeah (laughs) like uh, what would I say? Well, you have to negotiate. You can pay us, sir. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. So go back and look at the track titles because I'm yeah. certain that you will love it. It, it has a very similar vibe to to the Racketeer, oh. which is you know another chance for him to write music to flying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I say, and not to belabor the score discussion, but I just wanted to say one other thing about this, which is I actually. Uh, as much as I love the main theme, of course, like I actually the love theme, which an album is listed as just Jenny. Like you, you have the album. I I do. I actually have both the original, like one from ninety one, and then I also have the Entrada two disc special edition that was a limited <gasps> edition. So like a, you have a CD. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So that's so that's this is the Entrada one, and the original one's over on my score shelf. <laughs> and she's like, Come what on. up? <laughs> so there are these things called computers and you can put CDs as MP3s and then Allegedly. you can email them to your friend in LA who desperately needs the two disc one. Allegedly. Allegedly. Disney's stopped listening by this point. So Allegedly. we're all like, that was come on. that was quite the flex. Oh this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just said cost hundreds of dollars on what's on? Yeah. Damn. It's just like under my name, it just says heavy breathing. <laughs> we had to edit that you part have of the podcast. <laughs> that was like when Matt showed up at our, our hook taping. And how many copies of the hook um, score do you have? I have four. I have four <laughs> copies of it because I'm a madman. That's insane. There's no reason. He's but- got a problem's worth. <laughs> that boy, that boy is hooked on scores. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming, everybody. Everybody, thank you very much. This is why we can't have guests. Oh, this is why Andrew is our, our brother on the West Coast. That, that's that right. Is, I just yeah. feel like for the audio version, and then Andrew dabbed. Oh, yeah. Andrew dabbed. <laughs> off screen. You just need to know yeah. this. Rolled in his chair, dabbing to the off screen. The biggest dab I've ever seen in my life off screen. My my niece and nephew will be very embarrassed. (laughs) Excellent. That's that's the uncle's job is to embarrass the house. It's how they learn. (sighs) Uncle Andy, dabbing was so one year ago. Like you know. (laughs) I have a Vanessa question since you just saw this for the first time today. Yeah. Which I, I'm both so proud and also so shocked. So, <laughs> um, but I I feel like this is one of those things where like we talk about often how effects hold up and it affecting mm. people's enjoyment. And so I'm not here to judge whether that affected your enjoyment. I'm just curious because both on the one hand, 
like it's ILM and so there's a fair amount of miniatures and you know and green screening but also they they're not seamless so I honestly I really liked it and that was something I thought about because like you're, I'm watching it and I'm trying to get that experience and put myself in in like a child's eyes but then the shooting happened I was like all right that's enough of that um <laughs> but, but like um I really like the effect like on the rocket I liked how they did it was kind of like being off and then coming back and it looked like a firefly and you could tell like that was an effect but it was cute I was like oh look how adorable this is it's gonna come in and kill them at any minute and <laughs> <laughs> so and and I just thought that it was you know the sets were great um especially like the club I when he looked up and it was like that mosaic like glass ceiling I was like Okay. <laughs> He's going through that. He's yeah. going through. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> it definitely worked. Um, I think my first impression of the film was that it was just like, I, I don't want to say I wouldn't have like watched it as a kid because my parents let me watch Jaws when I was like six. So I don't really think they would have cared. I just don't think that it was on their radar at all. But I do, you know, I think I would have loved it. I think I would have probably been in the same boat as like as, as Adam. I, I was all about ass kicking and beating up fascists. So I would have been like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> right. I guess it was pretty probably down at a young age. Young age. <laughs> that makes me I think. Watched, um, I, I'm sorry. I watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I think the night before. And I just, it just was like a, a theme of <laughs> my life. Oh, that's like, perfect. All right, cool. <laughs> We're keeping it up. It's fuck Nazis theme. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. The, pun the punching Nazis in the face yeah. theme. <laughs> Ooh, I have a good bit of trivia. Yes. Okay. So the director, uh, Joe Johnston, right? So he did special effects works for Star Wars. In fact, I think he was credited as art director on Empire, but he was involved to the point where he's known as being the father of Boba Fett, a known jetpack enthusiast. Hey. What? what? Oh my god, and the helmets kind of look alike. And he insisted on that helmet. Like, uh, I think it was Disney or something. Like, we, we should do like a NASA helmet or something. And he was like, no, we need to do the one that was in the comic because that's what makes it, like, I don't know, look good. Yeah, I was, I was reading that. Yeah, Michael Eisner supposedly did not want the oh. iconic helmet. He wanted just NASA. And I was like, freaking Eisner. I, Eisner. I said it. Ever have any good ideas? Oh, God, the worst. Look at it. Perfect helmet. I do see Boba Fett in it. Yeah, I see a lot of Boba Fett. But, I mean, I love that. Like, he's like, jetpacks haven't gotten their due. And he's yeah. like, this is it. This is my chance. No one gets a do over, but I do. It's awesome. See, kids, this is why you stick to your dreams. Mm -hmm. Never let them go. Never let anyone tell you no. Yeah. It's the same reason why we have spider in Wild Wild West. <laughs> never give up. Never surrender. Wicked Wild. I guess I just slid that in there like, Wicked Wild Wild. It took me a second to hear it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. No, podcast assassin, you gotta keep it up. So I was just thinking while Vanessa was being amazing and telling us about her first experience that this is one of those films that would have taken off, like if it was made now and it didn't do well in theaters and Disney like canned it because it wasn't selling tickets, they would just put it on like 
you know, Disney Plus or something. But before Disney Plus, they would just put it on like streaming and you it's like streaming on demand. And it would find an audience because it costs nothing for for studios to put movies out on streaming. Like it's just like here's a copy, you can stream it, right? But back in the day, like if a movie didn't do well in theaters, they might not make as many VHS copies and then DVDs. Like they're just not gonna invest the money in making the hard physical things that don't because they're worried that they won't sell. So that might be another factor of this, like not doing well in theaters and then not really being able to pick up like, like an audience at home, which would have been like goofy movie. I feel like was a movie that I don't know anybody that saw a goofy movie at home, but like, I know a lot of people that had the VHS, Mm -hmm. but I don't know a lot of people that had the Rocketeer VHS like I did. No, it's true. I I think, you know, a lot of people rented it and that was the last time. So I I think it was that thing where, you know, it, it came out and they made, you know, a few thousand of them. And it was that back in the day when, you know, VHS weren't mass market at a certain right. point. Right? right. So it was $150 or $200 for a rental copy because it wasn't a big hit. And yeah. And to that point too, I, when it came out on DVD, but did it really come out on DVD? Is like, yeah, it must have. I mean, we're, we're crazy. We l- listen. We're both wearing Rocketeer T-shirts. Like, all right, excellent. <laughs> we have it on DVD and Blu-ray. Like, wait, yours has Mickey. Yeah, yeah. is it from Disney Rocketeer. World or something? It's, yeah. Say so this was a gift from Matt. So was it? Oh my! Two, God. three years ago for my birthday, you gave me like for an entire week every day. I got a new Rocketeer T-shirt. Oh, oh that's Stop awesome! It. That is the love. That's too adorable. That I want. Oh my God. <laughs> You want Rocketeer T-shirt love, no, no. don't we all? No, 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 no. I want them to I, know what I love, and then give me a T-shirt of it for my birthday every every day of the week. You're like, but, but I'm gonna give you Rocketeer ones now as a sister. And you're like, you didn't understand. Oh no, I know it's clearly Rocketeer T-shirts. Just screen print this T-shirt. <laughs> I, I would wear that in a second. I want that T-shirt. You know what's weird though? Like you know that like Disney has a Rocketeer cartoon now on Disney Plus. What? what? Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it's supposed on... to be like his son or something. Oh, mm, see, it's... they already that's probably canon. So my movie idea is not gonna yeah. happen. Oh so... yeah, they uh they overrid it, overrode it. Here we oh, go. Oh my god. I have an almost five year old, so I can give you the T-cord. Oh no, that she's secretly the next in line to become yes. the Rocketeer. Yeah. Because she finds it's at the airfield, she finds the jet pack hidden somewhere. And her dad knows of it, so she, he trains her to become the new Rocketeer, and she's like five, which... He's putting a small alcohol-fueled jetpack on a child, so, I mean, there, there are questions there. We saw well, you put the uh, stick in the ground, and you put the chain on her. That's how you use it. Right. right. <laughs> but here's the thing. Billy Campbell is a recurring character on the show... It's not Cliff Secord, but he plays another character. He's like a stunt pilot friend of. <laughs> he failed what? the audition to play his the, role. The main character's what? dad's <laughs> best friend oh, no. is oh. a stunt pilot, but he's not Cliff Secord. He's just some guy, but it's Billy Campbell doing the the voice. Why would? But Cliff Secord is a character. I, put, I took my headphones off for a second. He, yeah, Cliff Secord. Well, it's Cliff Secord's jetpack that she finds years later. So it's kind of based in what you were thinking, but with a five-year-old. Um, is, is Cliff Secord a character? 
No. In the sh- okay. So that's good. Give me. Give me the answer. Yeah. Why? Where the? What happened to him? I need to know. It's is it a Han and Leia situation? How's the marriage? You know. It's years oh. and years and years later, so I don't know if Cliff is still around. If it's oh, based okay. anything on their relationship, it ain't good. <laughs> I know, right? That's that was a cringy. That's a cringy part of the, of it now, to watch. Yeah, he's not. He's not a great. He's not a great boyfriend. He's not a good listener. She doesn't really believe in his dreams. You know, come on. He doesn't really believe in her dreams either. Say, she's you know what? I don't care how good looking he is. If Cliff Secord disrespected me like that on the job, ooh. Well, here's the thing. He, he cost her her job, except for thank God that Nazi was listening. <laughs> That's right. Or she would have like been I... fired. Called her right. background furniture. Uh, you know, to creep up into my job, trash it, expect me to be okay, like nothing happened. Out your mind. Thank God for the not. Like, come on. <laughs> That's the Nazi. Let's talk about Timothy Dalton for a bit then. Oof, yeah, oh, how yeah. good is he in this? He's a snack. Oh. He's great. He's, so he's just like a damn meal. He and his he's, mustache are perfect right. for this role. That's right. You I, know that line when he says, like, I do my own stunts. Oh, I said, yes, you do and can do. That's <laughs> a reference to uh, his time being James Bond, where I think at least at the time of filming this movie, he was the only Bond to do his own stunts. Yeah, respect oh. the Daltons. Respect the Because he was the, the incumbent Bond at that point. Or just right. leaving. Just leaving, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, he so. can get it real good. <laughs> he can get it. Damn. He's, All the in, he's in Doom Patrol, and he was just, well, you know, he was in, um, what's that? Uh, Penny Dreadful was he in like the first oh, season yeah. of Penny Dreadful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he can get it. <laughs> yeah, even now, I'm watching Doom Patrol. I'm like, he's there. He's got that. You know, he's now he's kind of got that silver thing going on. You know, yeah. like I'm like, hey, he's silver still doing Fox. it, buddy. Good for you. I silver hate to bring Fox. it back to an Ocean's film again. Who is who is Lou in Ocean's Eight? Uh, Lou. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett can get at me. And so, so listen. Run it back to oceans, everybody. Just mark it down. <laughs> Chapter mark. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I didn't bring it. I did not bring it there. But Nessa. <laughs> she is sipping hard, Aaron. You only have a little bit of time. Uh... Make use of it. Oh, she's out. I'm not gonna because Ocean Twelve is a travesty. We don't need All to right. talk about it. We're talking about the Rocketeer. And All I was right. like, ass bodies, and you had to come up here and ruin it. We're, yeah. mm. Is this hell? <laughs> Every episode. What circle of hell is the Ocean's Eleven continual <laughs> argument circle? Because we're stuck in it. We're in it. <laughs> we're never right. leaving. It's an Ocean's loop, really. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, no, now sh- Andrew's in it, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what am I being pulled into? Oh, no. This is the second longest going argument I've had in my entire life. The other one was at work, and it was if you put a plane on a treadmill and bring it up to speed, will it take off? Yes. And that debate lasted for 
18 months until HR had to come out and say they were no longer allowed to talk about it on the floor because it was going to turn into fistfights. I'm sorry, but why would it not take off? It would, just, it would destroy the treadmill. The treadmill cannot hold the weight of so, a Boeing plane. So build a treadmill big enough. Big to enough. Hold a jet. Okay, okay, okay. So assuming that, run it at speed, you know, the speed that a plane would use to take off. Will How it fast take is off? the treadmill going? Does it, it, does it is get the treadmill enough drag? even running? Yeah, well, the treadmill is running at the speed that it would need to get enough drag to take off. Does it get the drag across the wings to take off, or does it just stay on the treadmill forever? Well, if it's a big enough aircraft carrier. But the aircraft carrier is long enough to take off, because that was the argument. You could have an aircraft carrier half the size if you had a treadmill. You see why this took 18 months? No. Uh, I sense a bonus episode (laughs) coming up. Who, Who is our HR department? <laughs> oh, uh, anomaly yeah. needs an I HR know. department. Fine. That is a no, short straw. KP is our HR department. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> congrats! Yay. You have the title. Oh no, you got a title. I'm gonna fail at this real hard, real fast. <laughs> Oh, man. Everybody has to walk on a treadmill before they can fly. Uh, to the um, listening audience, we did the classic touch the nose, not me. <laughs> and unfortunately, Matt was a little slow. Yeah. Yes. I believe the kids call that nose goes. Oh. I recall. Megan, I do like you're here for like the audio descriptive element. Yeah. Like, Thank you. I'm a professional. And, and speaking of somebody. Megan and descriptions, how about Neville Sinclair's house? Oh, my God. Beautiful. I want to live there so much. Yeah, I mean, I never sleep because that thing, that place is intimidating. Oh, yeah. who needs to sleep when it's so pretty? <laughs> you like, just have like a house in the backyard that's like a normal house to go and. Oh yeah, in. I live in a shed. Yeah, <laughs> and then I entertain guests in yeah. this man, this Art Deco mansion. Yeah. It's yeah, my like, entertaining house. Yeah, it's amazing. It reminded me like of the, the house on Haunted Hill House, whatever that one is. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, where like I think. I think it's in Westworld too. Maybe not. Maybe they just all kind of look the same because everyone likes that house so much. Like, yeah. But yeah, I was like, this this house makes me feel like what like Egyptian sets looked like in like the 30s, like that kind of yes. like Hollywood set, but a house that we live in. And you know, I was just like, it's amazing. And it's got a secret passageway with a bookshelf that turns uh, just perfect. You got it. more shelf. Yeah. Gotta have a bookshelf passageway. Oh, if you're a Nazi. If you're a Nazi. I think that was one of my favorite scenes is when he came in and she's like, You're up, because this is at the point where I was like, Nazis? Whatever, I'm a fascist? Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. Fascist. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, that guy, the big dude, the big tall big dude, he looks like familiar. Because <laughs> it's, it's, I, I it's because they made him look like Rondo Hatton. Who was an actor uh, from the 30s and 40s who played uh, heavies? There's a, actually an award called the Rondos, which is just his face, and that was that dude's face. Oh, but it's not that dude. No, no, because that dude's dead. Like, but this was like a guy called a uh, Tiny Ron or something, the actual actor. Yeah. But they made him look exactly like Rondo Hatton. Wow. Now I will say it wasn't like a ton of work to make that happen. 
uh, calling that guy out. Damn. He's not he's not with us anymore, sadly. Yeah. You're on your own on this, Matt. It's like, <laughs> not that hard to make him look like a monster. Well, here's the thing, because Rondo Hatton looked like that too. I'm not saying that there's something terrible with that, you know. But I just oh, it's a whole minute again. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, he can hold you in half. Oh hey, yep. <laughs> extra trivia: Rondo Hatton did start as an actor. He was a journalist, and he was like covering stuff around a movie set. And the guy was like, oh hey, you look interesting. You want to be in a movie? And that became like his second career. Wow, Isn't that that's cool. Everybody's dream. Well, not everybody's, but some people. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, unless your dream is like, holy crap, your face looks like if you cut stuff. Do you want to be my movie and scare kids? Yeah, and, and right. it's really like, a, eh, I don't know. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I I will say that uh, Luther, right? Luther is that Luther? Luther. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Adam likes to watch me whenever we watch this because I absolutely love his line reading in the hospital where he goes, the rocket. I just, I love it. I, I point at the screen like Leonardo DiCaprio style. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> the rocket. I love it so much. <laughs> I was cracking up at that scene because the police officer and the nurse had the audacity to say, open this door. And the man's like, Literally, even if he wasn't being folded in half, he was completely in a body yeah. cast. He's not opening the door. What do you want me to do, lady? And then he's on the ledge and he just kind of like tiptoes back. Like, do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. He, the daintiest feet. Yeah. I laugh every time. With the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, I was really looking for pizzicato strings on that, but you know. Um, so, this just occurred to me. Do you think that's why we got the character of Michael in Hot Fuzz? Oh, Narp. No, Narp. Narp, Yarp. They're definitely maybe referencing like the same yeah. thing, which is like the big bad. Like and Timothy Dalton. It's Timothy Dalton. I, say, I thought there was Neville Sinclair was like the precursor to his role in Hot Fuzz. I had that. Yeah. Maybe there's something yeah. there. Interesting. Listen, we're still saying all the good creators reference the Rocketeer. <laughs> That's true. I will believe that. Yeah. Something all to tweet at Edgar Wright in about ten minutes. I was gonna I was gonna have a movie night with Rocketeer and have a bunch of people over, but then coronavirus. But my friend uh who direct she directed it this is gonna sound like I'm bragging. I'm just trying sorry, this is dumb. She directed an episode of Doom Squad and she was like, I'll come to your movie night and bring Timothy Dalton. And I was like, please don't, because my apartment is not that cool. <laughs> I'm like, don't bring Timothy Dalton. I, I don't want to depress Timothy Dalton. He needs to be. Yeah, like, I, it's a two bedroom, but really it's like a one bedroom with an office. You can't bring Timothy Dalton here. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dalton, would you like some spin dip? Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you like to sit on the raggedy couch or the. <laughs> The floor where we have bean bags. Your choice. Listen, you ain't gotta get ready, okay? Let's save the best butt groove in the couch for you, sir. Yeah. You don't say no to the Dalton showing up at your house or Kate Blanchett. Whoever wants to come to your house, Kate Beckinsale, all of them. 
maybe for Have you thought about entertaining these people before, Erin? Because you seem to have a list. Some she has a bind have a dinner party list. You said yes, bring your friend. Come sit in the bathroom in my couch. It's for you. Here's some water. Erin has a, a cake binder of what she would do with any like famous cake <laughs> that she finds attractive. You can Just be a come to my house. You can be a cake It's all good for Erin. Just I colored tabs. Tom yeah. for a while. Tom Petty, you know. So. Come on over. Sit in my groove. <laughs> that is my new line. Come on over. Sit in my groove. <laughs> <laughs> Any gender. Binary. Oh, HR. <laughs> yeah. Handle it, Matt. Come on. <laughs> We have H HRs on. All I job. do is just yell HR, and then everyone. <laughs> yeah. HR and everybody scatters. This is pretty much how that happens. when the lights come out. Yeah. <laughs> Cripes, it's the fuzz. Nar. <laughs> the rocket. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Oh, he's so good. I always saw his like his love for his hat every time it flew off, and he was he's literally in the middle of trying to kill somebody or doing something important, and he's like, "Oh, my hat! Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give the man his vanity. Why <laughs> don't wear it? Hello. I also appreciated his his you know strict reliance on OSHA guidelines when he came out on top of the zeppelin and made sure that he was harnessed. That's amazing. I mean, if you're crawling around on top of a Zeppelin, I would want to be strapped in pretty good, too. Oh, but his That's safety true. costs him. Yeah. What I learned is never strap down when you're walking on the top of a Zeppelin. Never do it, guys. Just free walk. What I learned is never walk on the top of a Zeppelin. That was my takeaway, if I'm honest. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's positive thinking. I'm just assuming yeah. someday it'll happen to me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're already in the situation, so now what? Not, no, just figure it out. Right. Listen, I, I knew it would happen someday. You just Okay, what happens? You wake up on a Zeppelin. Go. What do you do? <laughs> well, boy, Wait, why am I waking out. up on a Zeppelin? doesn't matter. Ahead, You're on a Zeppelin. Right question. Right. I think the problem is my default would be I want to slide off the edge, but that's a because it sounds like fun, but a bad idea. But I also like heights, so this is a problem. But... Do you know a friendly mechanic and Howard Hughes? Not at the moment. Yeah, don't slide off it then. I mean, it's a real small like amount of yeah. people who are going to get away with it. Do you have a rocket strapped to your back or not? I found a rocket. So we're. <laughs> I just want to say though again that I think Luthar is a fascinating character study because when we first meet him, we only meet his back. He's in a chair. He's listening yeah. to Mozart. He's cut yeah. the crust off his sandwiches and drinking tea. Yeah. I think he's fascinating. I love. Yeah. Him. He has layers. <laughs> he's an onion. Well, he, did have, he did have layers. Now he has pieces. Oh. Pieces. oh. 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 Yeah. He has Aww. layers, but not crusts. <laughs> or is it all crusts? I think he's all crust, really. By the way, the, the fireball that Neville went up in, good grief. Yikes. That was yeah. brutal. That was extended and coming right for the camera at one point. coming right for the camera. Yeah. I was like, oh, are we going to see Char Disney? Again, I was like, for children, this is? Like, I... <laughs> I looked and I was like, is, what PG is this? <laughs> it's this 1991 was... PG. Yeah. We were this... a partier bunch then. A loose interpretation. 
<laughs> yeah, eight-year-old Adam was all about it. So he was like, yes. Well, the, <laughs> Watch him burn. This is the thing. Not to rehash movie trivia, but PG-13 came around because of uh, Temple of Doom. So PG-13 existed when this movie came out, and it still got a PG. Uh, yeah, that's well, true. Well, they were learning how to apply What'd you say, Vanessa? So. I just said they were learning how to apply it. They were like trying to figure it out. So they're getting their feeding, their footing. Yeah. There was I wiggle would, room. I want to say the same summer, actually two weeks before, Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves opened. That was a PG 13. Say what? Yeah. Yeah, just one more cleavage joke, and that would have this rocketeer <laughs> would have been it over the edge. That's By it. The way, Nick did come back in to say that there were two cleavage jokes. The other one was the soup in the diner. When Jennifer Connelly got the wheel. Oh, okay. was that Water. a joke? What? No, she just like, shot. To her it's track. a good shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just splashes on it, but yeah. And her yeah. cleavage isn't even there. The dress goes to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally just watched it. Like, <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. We voted that you're incorrect. Thanks for listening. I mean, the only thing I got from that scene was the fact that he put his fingers in her soup, licked the wheel, and gave it back to the little girl. And then the time I of Corona, I was like, yeah. no. I was like, this is this is a pandemic. You can't. Oh wait, no, that was 1938. No, they're, no, they're 20 been, years since the last one. They're fine. Yeah, it would have been like polio or something. Nothing big. Get your hand, get your fingers out of the soup. Stop licking the. Sanitize that kid. Get some. Yeah. <laughs> Just go dip him in some alcohol that you fill that jackpack with, pal. He, he's a mess. That's the first thing I thought. And then the second thing was, I'm so sad about that dress because Tide pens don't exist. Mm. Yeah, that thing's done. That's tomato soup on that dress. That's that's history. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Vanessa, we lost you a little bit. Vanessa, you went underwater again. You're back. back. You're back. You're back. What I said was she was wearing white and ordered soup. Come on. Uh, <laughs> that's on her. All the times, though. I mean, the first time, time she ordered the soup. The second time, <laughs> the, the soup, soup ordered her. Well, yeah, the soup ordered her. That's right. <laughs> now that I think about that, was it tomato soup both times? Yes. Was there just... I think the first time was a was a brown so. taste. Like yeah, some it was like a brownish. chowdery thing. Yeah. But, well, it wasn't like a crappy diner, so could have oh, been yeah. tomato soup. Chowdery. That's a tough word. Chowdery. I don't like oh. the liquidy that I associate chowder with being so yeah. it's splashed. So I okay. don't know. You guys ready? It yeah. was hot Cheeto soup. Oh, 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 <laughs> I, I have, oh man! Yeah, Vanessa, are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing like creatures of the night. <laughs> yeah, wait, what is that? I think it's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> Vanessa wandered into another Joe Johnston movie. Woodpecker from here. Yeah, that's right, that's straight up like. Oh. Uh, no, no, Vanessa, don't go. The no. sound design from <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the. The monster, that's the, the, the spray dinosaur. She's going to turn the light on. Something's going to pop up in that window. Yeah, no, no, this is a dinosaur moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. Vanessa, please come back. 
Oh, she's back. She's back. <laughs> I wanted to give the. Uh, oh, that's another thing we have to pay now is uh, John Williams. This is the highest production value, the biggest budget episode of this podcast we've ever had. Thanks, everybody. No film fest this year. Figures. We bring the guy from Hollywood in, and all of a sudden, budget goes out the window. Right. Hey, we're making right. art, and art doesn't have a price. Speaking of soup, speaking of soup, I was chuckling at that scene because, uh, very much like Spider Man, he's always trying to like hide the jetpack in the most obscure places. And then he has the audacity to come out of that goddamn coat room with this super tight butler's jacket, whatever, and still wearing the leather coat underneath. Yeah, yeah, come on. (laughs) Just take it off. Just take it off. Yeah. It killed me. It killed me. What do you think that coat smelled like after all that? Because holy, he never took it off. It smelled like, like alcohol. Cliff Secord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It smelled like Cheeto and hot Cheetos. <laughs> Take him to court, man. It smelled like Secord. <laughs> Andrew, I wanted to ask because I may have forgotten at this point now my brain is too warm <laughs> but um when so when did you first see the rocketeer you know i don't remember when i first saw it but i just i i mean i had it as a kid i don't like all those movies i had and on vhs is in like the plastic clam box yeah you know from disney i don't remember when i got them i just remember watching them like feverishly over and over again like the muppet movies that i i grew up on like muppets and monty python and like a weird combination of things that my dad liked and then that i like muppets felt like an extension of my dad's love of monty python and the rocketeer and like all these disney movies and then all of the jim henson things like the labyrinth and dark crystal that all my friends thought were weird i grew up loving them but i don't remember like I don't ever remember the first time I watched any of those movies that I absorbed as a kid, but I just remember watching them constantly. They were yeah. always there. They were always there. <laughs> That's awesome. They were just they were just in the in the cabinet like, should you need us? <laughs> I feel you so much Should you need us? And then another Jennifer Connelly movie. I turned around and was like, Of course I need you, Hoggle. <laughs> Should you need us? You know, older dudes keep putting her in dresses, and you know that's got to stop. <laughs> I'm like, she she's a young woman; she can pick out her own dresses, dudes. She's wearing pants. She in the labyrinth. She's got pants on, but then she but has like the ball it. dress on. Oh, the ball, ball like the ballroom scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Epic dress. Epic dress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was watching Hellraiser and they were running. <laughs> <laughs> they were running through that, that labyrinth, and I was like, God, if that worm doesn't pop out and go, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, no. I told you to go that way. Everybody goes that way. <laughs> Come inside. Have a nice cup of tea. This is a banana cup for you. Yeah. Did you say hello? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, I would watch the shit out of Hellraiser if it was just like the labyrinth <laughs> worm popping up everywhere. Can we make the labyrinth cut of the Hellraiser? Can we <laughs> her running, you know, and then all of a sudden, come inside, have a nice cup of tea. It's a tiny little the lamentation configuration. It's as big enough for a worm, so no one can solve it. So problem solved right there. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Ah, fuck this thing. <laughs> can I get you a napkin, Frank? Um, oh God. Oh god, and then like a little de-skinned world. Okay, I'm going to a weird place. Don't yeah, yeah that's too time. much. This is too, too much. Too far. <laughs> um Aaron's out again. Yeah. <laughs> so what is chapter four now? It's pretty it's a pretty regular clip, which is nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> why, why am I here, Lord? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Bad choices, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a bad influence. You're talking about bad choices, Vanessa. I didn't uh, say. Uh, uh, oh no 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 no. Oh, no 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 no. We we stop this right now. So, did anybody play the Rocketeer Nintendo game? What? Yeah, do you not know about this? No, I don't know oh, about this. Tell me. What? Yeah, it's a really fun little side scroller. You it, it came out right when the movie came out and it kind of looks Castlevania-ish. So and it's it's fun. It's not amazing, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you're Cliff Seacard, obviously. You're the Rocketeer. You get your jetpack, so you can do like a cool little double jump. It controls really well. It's a fun little game. So can, yeah, can you get yourself a, a, a Nintendo emulator and and ah. find the ROM out there allegedly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Like it was something that my friends and I played constantly when this movie came out because it was cool just to kind of. There were really no games where you could fly around like that. So, yeah, it, it's a fun little game. Well, it's been really fun being on this podcast. I <laughs> think now's a great time yeah. to wrap it up so that I can go find this game to play. <laughs> you need to get some illicit music files and a ROM and a stick. Google Drive, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> MP3s? It, it feels can very you, 10 years can you old. You rip them internet. as waves for the wave file, a higher format, please. Thanks. Ogs? Do you need Ogs? No, a wave file at 48K, please. Thanks. Oh, God. Um, but now I'm saying that because Matt, I had forgotten about the NES game. Now I'm curious if there are like ripped score files, like is Horner's score actually existing oh. in like a chiptune version? Because now I need to know Ooh. because that's oh. one of the reasons. I loved the hook Super Nintendo game is it uses some of John Williams's actual themes, but you know, redoes them in chiptune. So like now you have to go look. So this is a thing I don't remember because you know, 11 year old me didn't really pay attention to the sounding games. Most of the time I had it turned around to listen to my own records. So I don't. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I want to see that little, little baby Matt doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah, I killed it. We'll find it. HR, on the phone again. Um, but I mean, we we could go break off into finding music and ROMs to go really kind of marinate ourselves more in the the stuff that we should have had from the Rocketeer. You know, we should have all this merchandise constantly from now. I mean, the other thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that like Disney MGM studios at the time was pretty much like modeled for the Rocketeer at that point. I mean, it was right. all 40s style art deco. I think they even had the hanger. That's, if I remember right. 
It's like when we, our last trip to LA, we went to Disneyland and we went to California, California Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. And there's that whole land that's like California Art Deco. There's a plane hangar. And I got nice. so mad. I was like, there has to be something, Rocketeer, hidden somewhere. Nothing. And there was nothing. Oh. I have yeah. more useless trivia. Like, so Hollywood Studios is supposed to have a really heavy uh, Roger Rabbit like area. That whole, yeah. like, that, that, the little Hollywood area was supposed to be way bigger. But then again, it was, they didn't totally own all the rights to Roger Rabbit. So, you know, Disney likes to own all of that. So no. we I remember a, they were supposed yeah. to have like a tunnel to Toontown and like yeah. a whole thing. And then Rocketeer would have fit in there too. Right. right. Yep. Uh, exactly. I, picture, I can picture it. It would have been beautiful. We, you well, did you guys ride that Soarin' Over California? I yeah. See, we, yeah, we did Soarin' like Over was, the World or something. It was World at that point. Yeah. That's a really nice story with Jerry Goldsmith, I think, right? He's the one who scored that. Yeah. His dad was a pilot. So it's like similar to James Horner. His dad was, if I'm remembering the story correctly, and if not, delete this. (laughs) Uh, But his dad was a pilot, and so he scored that and then went on the ride for the first time. You know, like when you score something, you just get the video of the ride and he scored it and wrote the, you know, recorded the orchestra. And then he, they came for the grand opening and he was one of the people that got to ride the first ride. And he came off it with tears because he felt closer to his dad, who was a pilot. It's really neat. Neat story. Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. You want to be in the middle section and roast me to get there. (laughs) To get the Jerry Goldsmith experience. Push people out of the way. Say, excuse me, cast member. I want to be in the middle and row C. And then if you got family around you, guilt them into letting you sit in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or mine, which is let Aaron go first, set it all up. And then you just like draft behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a great scene. How'd this happen? Is that where it smells the most orangey too? <laughs> in the middle hey, what are the do they still Disney do that ride? for soaring over the world or was that just oh, a kind of thing in or- no, the they, orange did. they had grass yeah. and they had like ocean. Uh, ocean and like um, not sand but like some sort of brown it was one of the few rides where they don't spray like skunk at you <laughs> yeah. so the best was soaring over California because Andrew you, did you ride that when it was soaring over California too by any we, chance or? Ashley and I moved to Los Angeles in 2015. So I think by the time that we moved and went to California adventure, it was soaring over to the world. So I missed that chance, but I know that I must've ridden the one in Orlando. I went to this, my family went to Disney world like twice or something when I was a kid twice or something. It was twice. Randomly, and they'll be like, it's going to be soaring over California for like a month or two. So I hope they do. Yeah, that would be cool. Do. That was actually the nicest smell I've had on a, a theme park ride was the <laughs> orange grove when it flew over. I like on just... purpose smells. As opposed <laughs> yeah, to that. Oh, right. no. What was the nicest not on purpose smell? No, we don't. This is no, not that podcast. The, I, I'm sure everybody knows the, the worst one. And it's the chili dog in Stitch's Adventure in Tomorrowland. Oh, oh right. That's right. Oh. Good grief. That's the worst thing ever. So, I, <laughs> Andrew, you look confused. I've just never, I've just never ridden it. So when you were at Disney when you were a kid, did they have the, what was it? The Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter? Yeah, we had, I, the one that I went to was Alien Encounter. And I know yeah. that they changed it to Stitch, but it was like, 
I, I mean, that ride before it became a Stitch ride was terrifying. Yeah, it was. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I so loved good. it. The ride was so intense. You know what that is? That was Eisner, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Eisner kid. That was Brock Eisner. That was yeah. Blame so, kid. <laughs> yeah, but so you know the part where the alien is kind of breathing in your ear. Yes. Yeah. So they repurpose that, and Stitch gives you a big chili dog burp in your yeah. ear. Disgusting. And Andrew, it is the worst possible smell you could ever have in your face in an amusement park, uh, intentionally or not. But it also doesn't clear the theater after every ride. <laughs> so when you walk in there, it's just kind of a, a general locker roomy aroma. God, that, that piece, it's the worst. Bookmark. Aaron got grossed out. I have a question. Yeah. As somebody who has never been to Disneyland or World, do y'all pay for this? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Are you no, no, no. burped on by a menacing alien? No, no. You convince other family members who haven't done it. Right. That's fun. And then you get them to drink the Beverly. And you've done oh. it. You've ruined your family forever. And <laughs> I see. Okay. Hey, welcome. Uh, thanks for coming to our Disney podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently. And yeah, when you said alien breathing in your face, I'm literally picturing Ripley and fucking. No, <laughs> that is. I mean, that's that's a, a, it was terrifying. God's honest truth. That's what it felt like. Is that you had this thing because they had like a blower on the the shoulder restraint, and it was breathing. Like and it was, inhale, it's exhale. Pitch black in the room, by the way. Pitch they turn off all the lights. Yes. And I think it's the most warm. The most terrifying thing about that ride is I was sitting there with my brother and like there's a time when like the lights come on and you see this big monster and then the lights go out and it's like silence. And then you start hearing people screaming around uh -huh. real people yes. screaming around you before it like because the thing is, it's like walking on your seats. Uh -huh. So you're, you're hearing like people across the room screaming. And then it gets on you and you scream. It's just so – it's like being in a real horror movie and you just don't know what's going on. And the wails yeah. of children, the utter wails of children <laughs> so betrayed by Disney that they'll yes. never trust again. Because yeah, the, yeah. the start of the ride is so fun. It's like, we're trying out our new uh, teleportation. To oh, my God. It's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> With a Tim Curry robot. With a Tim Curry robot. Yeah. yeah. What are you saying, Aaron? Family. And you cry as a 13-year-old as an 18-year-old. Oh, uh, uh, wait. Okay, Aaron's having a flashback. I know uh -oh. I know this face. We, we made it through. It was okay. And now that bad, bad ride is gone, gone, gone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just no watching building it on now, YouTube. isn't it? There are YouTube videos of it. Um, yes. You want to relive it? Nope. You can watch the, the YouTube video and somebody could just stand behind you. you go. <laughs> 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 Live unscarred. Okay, uh, Vanessa. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Back okay. to the Rocketeer. Before. So the Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, I think we're kind of coming to the logical conclusion here. If there ever was going to be Could one, you wander off the path, a scoot that um, plane into the hangar. Yeah, let's pull. Let's Ooh, let's see if we can get this one in. Uh, any final thoughts about the Rocketeer? <laughs> Andrew Scott Bell is the Rocketeer. <laughs> this yes. is my new screensaver. It's going to be mine, too. Mine too. <laughs> uh, my final thought is, at one point, the music went... 
and it was just like the that's in Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like that little like I have uh, absolutely uh, like no musical ability, so I am not making the sound. But yeah, it's that that little like blah blah blah. I thought, oh, what? is that like an eighties nineties thing? Apparently, like did more uh, movies have that little? No, we're all just really lazy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to write like you know an Don't hour like. and a half of music in like four weeks. It's really, it's tough stuff. So yeah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we yeah, just yeah. rip each other off. It's great. <laughs> There's like a code of conduct not to sue each other. It's fine. Is it the composer's yeah, it's just like, like put it in like. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, I uh, ran out of time and I just, uh, or sorry, Alan, I ran out of time and I was watching Back to the, my kid was watching Back to the Future in the other room and uh, there it is. <laughs> Yay, we're insiders now. I think this goes with a long line of other films that got screwed out of a trilogy or screwed out of a sequel. Yeah. Followed up by another film that really like, dominated the uh guys yeah you say my my final thought was going to be there's still a chance we may get a sequel um since i think it was like in 2016 disney announced like an idea for the sequel that they were supposedly putting into production it was going to be the rocketeers and it was going to be a new uh it was going to be a black female pilot taking up the mantle of the rocketeer after Cliff Secord had disappeared fighting Nazis and it was going to follow her, you know, becoming the new rocketeer. But that was, yeah, 2016. There hasn't been much since then, but then I suppose I was just reading in February of this year, they said that there was a new, a new past at the screenplay. I don't know if that means if it's a new story or they're still working on that, but they, they now say, there will be a sequel that will go to Disney Plus. Okay. So that's the, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this podcast can like get that ball going, like get that popular demand, everybody. Look, I'm just saying, hashtag Rocketeer sequel. Hashtag it's been Rocketeer. Thirty years. Cliff Secord has aged wonderfully. I can't remember the actor's yeah. name, but he's still a snack. Billy you know, Billy you can have him come back. 1969. I'm just saying. As long as he still has that foopy hair, mm-hmm. he's got a good haircut. <laughs> as an aside, you know, oh, jacket, but it's got to be like real tight. <laughs> like, no. he, he wears it, it under everything. He wears it under his pajamas. Like Cliff, <laughs> like Jennifer Connelly's character is like Cliff. You can just like you don't have to wear that leather. All right, whatever. It's a hundred and forty degrees out, Cliff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as an aside, Adam. Uh, Kara and I were watching this last night and he popped up on screen for the first time and she goes, oh, that explains so much about Adam now. <laughs> Billy Campbell, James Marsden. <laughs> I guess I, same- I will say, watching this as an adult, I'm like, oh, I, I knew I was drawn to Cliff Secret as a kid, but I'm like, oh, now I understand a little more why. <laughs> there, again, layers. <laughs> uh-huh. He's a snack. She's a snack. Together, they're a yeah. snack pack. It's very nice. <laughs> it's a, that's, that couple is a snack pack. It's really <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Any other final thoughts as we, we pull her into the station? No, that's all the thoughts. All right. We had all, all right. the thoughts. Well, in that case, I'll use Snack Pack as a segue. Last year at our film festival, we served Snack Packs to the audience before a little short called It's Not Custard. You can have some of that fun if you join us for this year's Anomaly Film Festival. Uh, we are November 12th through the 15th. This year, someplace, more than likely the Cinema Theater in Rochester, New York. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and we are so excited to do it again. We're so excited to, to spend the time with you. Andrew is somebody who, who flew all the way from California to be our guest for it. Through delayed flights and everything. It was, yeah, it was, I'm, I can't tell you guys enough. I can't thank all of you enough for my time at Anomaly. And I often try to do so by telling everybody I know in the genre of filmmaking world that they, that Anomaly needs to be on their radar. So I, I love this fest. I'd loved my time there. And I, it felt like in the two or three days that, me and the other couple of people from Death Sember were there. It just felt like we were instantly part of a family, and that is still going on right now tonight. So I have the biggest heart on for this festival. I just love it so much. It's a wonderful fest. And we love you too. And, and yeah, it, it's that's the experience we try to bring you if you come to the Anomaly Film Festival. It's really it's, wonderful. There we go. That's it's, really it. it's all about getting getting together and watching movies that we love and, and sharing that experience, kind of like we did here tonight. And uh, come be a part of it, like you were tonight, if you checked us out on Facebook or if you're listening to it while you're washing dishes. Um, thank you very much for joining us. It's AnomalyFilmFest.com, Anomaly Film Fest on all the social medias. Um, check out our Facebook from today because Andrew had a, a takeover and holy shit, it's a masterclass on film music. It's so good. I, I watched the, the Glendale Guts video, I think, about four times. It's so oh, cool. Oh, wow. It's yeah. so cool. Guy. Well, I don't know if I can turn my camera. Here. Um, Wow. Look, Look at that, that beauty. The guts. That was spooky. Vanessa's in the dark, and that just happened. <laughs> yeah, watch out. I swear. <laughs> it... Nope. I'm going by my... Nope. <laughs> ever wondered what... Everybody. Yeah. If you ever wondered what those creepy noises are in, in your horror scores, Andrew shows you, and it's so cool. It's awesome. So check it out if you haven't already. Thank you very much for joining us. Andrew, anything you want to plug before we go? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm just very excited to be working on currently the Shudder Queer Horror Doc, which is upcoming. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out, but I know that it's really great and very good. So um, everyone should keep an eye out for that. It will be on Shudder. And in the meantime, you can watch the one that they made a year ago or last year, which is Horror Noir, which was the, the history of African-American horror films. And this one, which is untitled so far, is the history of LGBTQIA horror films. And it's very good. So I'm excited for that to come out. We're super looking forward to that too. So check that out on Shutter. Check us out at anomalyfilmfest.com or on the socials and uh, go watch some movies. Wash your hands, stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.
All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. But guess Bye. what? Bye. I'm in control, so. <laughs> oh, no. Another all work. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, bye everybody. <laughs>